Hashtag queer confirmation at brain of reddit underscore hashtag verse tv 235c. My girlfriend broke up with me and called me gay over a hypothetical question. Basically I told my girlfriend I would go down on a guy for $1 billion. Now she wants to break up. Last night my girlfriend and I were in bed talking about a mutual friend of ours and his bad luck with women. She went on to say he was so physically unattractive that she wouldn't blow him for a billion dollars. I thought this was extreme and told her that he's actually a handsome enough guy, and if she wouldn't do it for a billion bucks, I certainly would. Hell, money is money, and in my eyes game is game, and it would just be a few minutes probably, considering my mouth skills. I'm a guy myself, and know what guys like, so it would be a few minutes of blazing his pee-pee for a billion dollars. What fool would turn it down? I was laughing, but now she wasn't. She stared at me and asked if I was serious. I said yes, I told her that's a life-changing amount of money for something people do every day. She sat up and said that nobody who is straight would do that for any amount of money. She asked if I was gay. I said no, but she didn't believe me. She asked if I would give her brother some neck for a billion dollars and I said, I'd give my own brother neck for a billion dollars. She got angry and went to sleep. I thought that was the end of it, but this morning she told me she didn't want me to be at her place today and she needed time to think. She said she saw a future with me but is worried that I would eventually leave her for a man after years of lying to myself. I tried to convince her that my response was normal, but she wasn't having it. I texted my friend and asked if he would give me some neck for a billion dollars. He replied only if I don't have to give you any money. My girlfriend said he's probably gay too and it makes sense that you hang out with him. Mm. Well, yes, $1 billion is a life-changing amount of money. And he explained it, it would probably be for a short period of time. So to get paid like $1 billion an hour, considering that we currently live in a society where the average person makes an average of less than $30 an hour. So it's like, yeah, I, I get what he's saying, okay? Yes. And and putting together my answer for all of this today, I was like, well, where in the world did that insecurity come from for women in, in terms of like always thinking, oh, the man is, is gay. He might be gay, blah, blah, blah. But... I sort of realized that that comes from Hollywood's promotion and over-promotion of this concept. You know what, I'm, I'm not even gonna blame Hollywood because there was definitely a time where like late night news was covering it like it's a thing, but cover, it is a thing but covering it like it's a big thing. But the, the whole demonization of DL men, and by the way, there are DL women as well. And I remember, quick side story, because I have enough time, I have enough time, with one of my former partners, we, um, and we even did a YouTube video about this. This is lost in the uh, deep in the sauce, but 
there is or was an app specifically for DL people. And I remember we were go going, we got it just to look, you know, like it, it was grinder or scruff, but for DL people, grinder or scruff or okay, Cupid, but for DL people. And I, I remember while he was going through it because he downloaded the app, I saw there was a part of it that said females. And I was like, what, what, what do you mean females? What does it mean females? And actually at first I think I thought it said favorites. I was like, favorites, what? He's like, no, it's females. I'm like, females? What do you mean females? He's like, women are DL too. You just don't hear about them as much. You hear about the DL men, but they're also DL women. And that's a thing, you know. Again, I think that our world needs to reach the point that we understand that some people are different. Not everyone is the same, okay? And that's okay. That is okay. So you don't have to worry about being DL. And that goes back to Wendy Williams thing. You know, you don't have to worry about being DL. Welcome out. But unfortunately, there are still people who wish to cause trouble for the LGBTQIAP plus community. That's bad, okay? Anyway, yes, some people do live lies. That's true. That is a true thing. And some people, live lives and try to convince themselves that they're not lying to themselves. That's also true. And some people fear that Oh. Uh, yeah, I had a comment on a when the person in the, the video was explained, or the bot in the video was reading what was written and said that, you know, I know what I'm doing because men do it. Men know what other men need. It's like, I don't like it when people give that explanation because I don't feel that's accurate. And I, I, I've never been with a woman I'm a gold star gay, actually, a platinum star gay. But for those of you who are in the know, you know what I mean when I say that. But for those of you who are not, look it up. And those of you who don't care, we'll keep moving. <laughs> and um, I will say, yeah, on the show Insecure, I do remember 
the episode where Molly was talking to her boyfriend and she was like, somehow the question came up, have you ever dealt with somebody of the same sex? And Molly was like, well, yeah, in college there was that time or whatever, but yeah, you know, I'm straight. And she asked her boyfriend or somehow it came up for him and he was like, yeah, you know, in college, but you know, I'm straight. And Molly, like, literally, literally broke up with this dude because she was like, I, you're gay. You're gay. You know, women can go back and forth, but men, no, you cannot. And he was like, that's not fair. That's not right. You know, and speaking of the Walton and Johnson show, again, I keep bringing them up, y'all. I'm sorry. But, um... Speaking of the Walton and Johnson show, I still remember years ago. Because part of what intrigued me about the Walton and Johnson show is one of the main hosts was an openly gay person. And that was back in the back in the day, the 90s, early 2000s, you know? And it's like, I like particularly listening to the openly gay guy because I thought it was cool. And I remember Walton or Johnson made the comment about how, yeah, women can go back and forth in the sexuality thing. Bear in mind, Walton and Johnson are hetero, hetero unmarried with kids. And uh, they, one of them was saying, yeah, you know, it's interesting how women can go back and forth in terms of sexuality, but with men, it's like you suck just one and that's it, you know, you're pretty much stuck. But um, as far as that thing, and I'll go into my one uh, sentence wrap up, I'm not saying that everyone should have their price for anything and oh yeah uh yes so as for the one billion dollar thing yes i'm not saying that everyone should have their price for anything and particularly in a world where I remember the story that I heard at my barber shop of a prostitute who was flewed out overseas by a, a man who had her. And I, I don't want to say, again, she's a prostitute, so like, who cares? But what he had her do was get underneath one of those uh, toilet seat things, open her mouth so she can defecate in her mouth. So it's like, in terms of people having a price for anything, no, there are some things that you don't necessarily have to have a price for. Now, I... No, because even if he flew her out on a $1 billion trip, like that, that would be, maybe that's where I would draw the line.
That's just me. Yeah. Oh, but 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 that that is the point that he made because he was like, it's not like it's this absurd thing. What makes it difficult for you to hear is because I'm a man, but it's not like it's this absurd thing that's never done. There are people who suck dick every day. And even there are people who do it every day, but there are also, there's also someone in the world who sucks dick. Every day, somebody is getting their dick sucked. So, but not every day. It's not every day that a prostitute gets flown, flewed out to get defecated in their mouth. That's true. Okay. So the difference is in being offered a billion dollars to suck dick. That's a, a more reasonable thing. Even if you're not into it to say, you know what, a billion dollars, I'll do it. It's not the same as anyway. Hashtag Verse TV family, yes or no question. Do you think the woman in the video, the woman represented by the writing in the video, the, which AI read, do you think that she was correct to fear her man being willing to take the $1 billion to suck somebody's dick? makes him gay? And my answer to that is no, because also, hmm, if a gay man was paid $1 billion to suck a woman, would that make him straight? No. So, again, sheeple, Anyway, I, I know I didn't go into the whole sheeple thing, but yeah, the DL fear, sheeple. We're like sheeple, okay? Because we all just follow along, follow suit. Anyway, I am not going to say that. So are you all ready for the next one? Yes, let's do it. Share, subscribe. And please share again. Thank you very much. Hashtag purposeful timeline at Amos Johnson Jr. Hashtag verse TV 235D. Text, you are dating too long. Hashtag marriage, hashtag Christian, hashtag love, hashtag dating. I have a three month and one year dating rule. Within three months of dating somebody, you should be able to get to a no. So after three months, most people know that it's a no, that you shouldn't go further, but you keep going. But after three months, if it's still a yes, then you move to the year mark. At the one year mark, you should be able to get to a yes or no there too, right? All this dating for two, three, five, ten 10 years is a waste of time. It only take three months and then one year. Three months to a no, to one year for it, yes. All right, so 
Yes. I like this. I like the way it is it when it's playing anyway. But yeah, I like it. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I like that reasoning. And I I've that time frame. I feel that it's reasonable, especially as a 40-year-old man. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not. I don't have time to just waste like I, I used to. Now, the truth is, as the younger person, you don't have time to waste either because before you know it, you'll be older. But don't waste your time. Now, I'm... Ooh. I'm not saying rush into something ill-prepared. I am saying, though, I feel that that's a reasonable amount of time. Because, ooh, I remember my old uh, marching band director in high school. He said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of, People come into my class and they start the year off like being all sweet and nice and happy and hi, professor, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm, yeah. And then as the year goes on, that's when you get the real them and they, you, you get the scowls and the that kind of added. And he was like, don't lie to me. All of that to say, yeah, over the course of a year, you should be able to gauge a person. I once heard it said that you should have a love for all seasons to sort of see how they change through the seasons, the ebb and flow of them through the seasons. But like he said, it's not like you have to do it season and season and season and season and season and season forever five, 10 years. He's like, that's ridiculous. That's unnecessary. And it's not to say that it never works. It's just that it's not necessary. And um, in the comments, somebody was like, yeah, Mr. Amos, but I I'm, I'm totally making an offensive um, dialect for that person. But they were like, yeah, um, Amos, because I think that's his first name, if I recall. But they were like, yeah, Amos, I'm a, I've been watching your stuff. And I remember that you explained that it took you and your wife three years to get married. And here you are talking about one year. What? And it's interesting how when somebody tries to call somebody else out and they don't fully understand the situation and he what he said is yes it took three my wife and i three years to actually get married but we had decided on the yes before one year before the one year mark of us dating we had decided on the yes but and amos um is Amos Johnson Jr. 
is, I think he's a pastor or something, but he's also a PhD. And um, he explained that it was important for them what they wanted to do before getting married is to go through the whole um, marriage counseling thing and they planned a, a wedding, which took a lot of planning. But again, he was like, we had decided yes before one year. It's just that it took three years for the rest of everything to come to fruition fully. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, one of my favorite songs by Christina Aguilera is Love for All Seasons. So yes, seeing somebody through all four seasons, seeing the personalities. Huh, I just thought of something. Anyway, anyway, y'all. And somebody else left a comment and they were like, because of my age at this point, because of my age at this point, I am a three hour, one, one week kind of person. And it's like, yeah, different. Oh, yeah. And another person commented, well, my partner said that, quote, I don't put timelines on relationships. And Amos himself got in the comment and replied with run exclamation mark, particularly when people say, I don't put timelines on a relationship. And I get it because he's like, that is a person who will probably, probably drag you around for that five, 10 years of dating. Anyway. Ultimately, everyone is unique and a person's sincerity can be hard to gauge, but honesty is the key. That keeps it simple. K-I-S-S -S it, kiss it, keep it simple, simply, it. Okay, whatever. The hashtag verse TV family, yes or no question is is three months one year to marriage commencement ever reasonable for you my answer is yes that at the end of the sentence all right topic e oh my gosh y'all share subscribe and share again Hashtag Cerebral TV 235 at Mike Machero at Heidi underscore Ann underscore DeVito at Emergency Resilience. Hashtag First TV 235E. So the evangelical megachurch pastor Andy Stanley just hosted a conference where he appealed to the gay community, inviting a same-sex couple to preach and apologizing for the harm done to the gay community. 
But simultaneously, he says that his church will still endorse a traditional sex ethic. Marriage is between one man and one woman. Now this feels confusing. And what strikes me is that it seems that Andy is torn between the traditional interpretation of the text and his own conscience and moral judgment, which seems to want to embrace queer people. Now, first of all, there are plenty of great biblical scholars who make solid arguments that the text does not actually condemn gay relationships. But for me, even if it did, the Bible itself shows us a pattern of setting aside those passages for the sake of love. Jesus says, man wasn't made for the Sabbath. Set aside that rule and love your neighbor. Jesus says, I know there are Bible verses about stoning adulteresses. Put down those stones and love this woman. God says to Peter, yes, I know that there are hundreds of verses about food laws in the Old Testament. Set those aside and love this Gentile person. Don't you dare call unclean what I've called clean. God says to Paul, forget the centuries of rules around circumcision. Embrace the people of other cultures that do things differently. Whenever there was a tension between loving people or following the Bible, God was always on the side of loving the person. And in this moment, the LGBTQ community does not need a half-hearted acceptance and an apology. They need our full repentance and our complete embrace. So everybody knows that famous photo, but nobody talks about this guy. Turns out his name was Peter Norman, and he was one of the best runners that Australia has ever produced. Now, he knew that the other athletes were going to do the Black Power Salute, and just before he went to the podium, he asked a friend of his for a pin that he could wear that basically says, I stand in solidarity against racism. For wearing that single pin, he was completely ostracized from the Australian sporting community. When he came back to Australia, they ridiculed him, they made fun of him, they removed him from all competitions, and they basically took his entire career away from him. He was never invited to another Olympics again. Till his dying day, he never apologized for what he did. He said, you know what, I'm proud of standing up against racism and I'd do it again if I had the chance. You know, we talk about being an ally and what that means. Well, here's somebody who sacrificed his entire career to stand up for what was right. He's in the most famous photo in the world and hardly anybody knows his name. But now, you do. One of the worst parts about trauma is that it does not die with the person who experiences it actually leaves an imprint on the person's DNA and their psyche and it's passed on to their children and their children's children and maybe even their children after that. In 2014, researchers took a group of male mice and they exposed them to a floral scent that was similar to either cherry blossoms or jasmine. And when they exposed them to the scent, they simultaneously shocked their little feet to create fear and anxiety associated with the scent. And after so long, they didn't even have to expose them to the shocks. They just had to expose them to the floral scent and it would yield the same results of anxiety and fear. They then took the sperm from this original group of mice and artificially inseminated a group of female mice that never had any sort of exposure to them otherwise. And when they exposed their pups and their pups after that to the same scent that the original group of mice were conditioned to associate fear and anxiety with because of the shock and the trauma, they responded the same exact way. Which means they didn't even have to be directly exposed to the shocks to associate the fear with the scent that the original mice were conditioned to be afraid of, even if they didn't even meet the original mice. So now think about the things that are happening today and think about the things that have happened in our history and how those events have transversed over generations, even though many of us weren't there to directly experience it. A learning point is everything that has been said. Also, FYI, a cute learning point Pups are, are what you call um, baby mice. That, that's one of 
names for them pups. Anyway. Hashtag live mic TV 235 at the legendary Mariah Carey. Hashtag verse TV 235F. So for the live mic TV, I will say, oh, I love that that was a live mic. Mariah Carey was singing and yes. And there was a time that I used to think Mariah Carey was 98% lip syncing because largely related to um, her performance of the song Forever in Japan. Uh, I, I think it was the Japan show. She was singing Forever from Daydream. And I don't know what it was, if she was, I don't know what. But she was singing and the microphone was doing this thing and she was singing like forever forever and the audio wasn't changing and i'm like wait a minute she's absolutely not singing <laughs> she's not singing what i'm hearing right now like she might be singing but she's absolutely not here singing what i'm hearing right now and my darling forever you will always be yeah exactly so i don't know but I recently saw a clip of Mariah Carey um, performing, and the clip was entitled Mariah Carey, A Time That the Audio Went Out. Because listening carefully, you can tell the difference between somebody who's singing into a live microphone and somebody who's not. And I think what Mariah Carey would do is sometimes she would have it set up in such a way that the audio, she's singing live into the mic, yes. She also would have an occasional undertrack or note here and there to enhance the uh, the belt, if you will. 
and for a performance on Good Morning America that went out or whatever. So it was strictly her live vocals. And she was singing one of her uh, songs that uh, had some true belts and some stuff in it. And um, she, she did it. She did that dang thing. And I was like, yes, Mariah. And when she finished, she was like, And she had that look on her face like she was pleased that she got through it and did it so very well, but she was not happy that the audio wasn't enhancing the way that it should have. But I loved hearing a raw Mariah Carey on that raw mic. And also post pandemic or in the pandemic or whatever, there have been a number of times that I've heard Mariah Carey just sing live. And it's like, she really does still have it. And that's cool. And speaking of legend, I didn't say legend, but one of my friends, one of my Cleveland friends posted, I, I think he said, in reference to Mariah Carey's tour, that there is no way that I'm not going to see her when she comes in town. When a legend comes in town, I must make it there. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could, but she's coming here on a Thursday and I'm out of PTO at work, so I won't be able to, but he will, and I'm sure the show will be phenomenal, fabulous, because Mariah Carey is exceptional. She is. And as far as, oh yeah, so he's gonna see her. I was also talking with an Uber driver about it, and she was like, yes, Mariah's coming to town. So, yeah, it, it should be a, a great show. I wish I could join you all. Rocket Mortgage Arena, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Also, as far as that particular performance that we just played, one thing that I loved so much is the reverb in her voice from when she was singing was the same reverb in her voice when she talked to the audience. Thank you so much. That was the same because that's proof that she was singing into a live mic. Mariah Carey's just got it. Mariah Carey's got it like that. She has the vocals that at the end of the sentence and it's not like sometimes people who sing, sing, and this was a really, I don't know why that this seemed to be, I think it's just where music is headed. But in the pandemic, like live performances, you'd hear people sing 
sing. And they would sing in like 320 kilobytes per second audio quality. But when they would say, thank you so much, it, it would sound like a totally different thing. It'd be like, what? Anyway, Mariah Carey's got it. And hashtag first TV family. See you next week. I'm Aaron Mack. This is week 235. And check us out. Email me, Aaron Mack, A-A-R-O-N-M-C-K at B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V dot com. Or you can find us all over social media, hashtag B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V and at, at sign B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. Is that the ampersand? No, the ampersand is and. Okay, the at symbol at B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V, all over your favorite social media. Talk to you later, Hashtag First TV family. Peace. Hashtag First TV.com and 178 seconds. <laughs> Stay blessed. All right. Hashtag First TV. Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Two, three, five.